You're listening to the Halfling 13 Gaming Podcast, made possible by the generous support of listeners such as yourself. If you enjoy this content, please like and subscribe. The Rise of the Rune Lords is a Pathfinder RPG campaign published by Paizo Publishing. Chapter 3, The Hook Mountain Massacre. left off, you guys had gone into Skull's Watch, the ca- the dam on that was holding back the Sorrel Deep. After fighting some ogres outside over here on the dam, you went in through a large carved skull into the building, and then as you started exploring this larger room, were set upon by several trolls that were hiding in the moss and vegetation and so forth. Searching over the trolls, you don't find anything. They don't have anything of value at all. Everybody healed and ready to go on then? Yep. Okay. Yep. You guys spend 30 minutes or so searching the room. Between the two of you, you don't find anything of note in the room. Looks like the trolls, the, the place here, from what you can tell from your knowledge skills as a ranger, the, the trolls used to be much more numerous from the look of the bedding in the side room over here and from the activity that was in here, but they were recently attacked by something, and most of the trolls were killed off. You guys came in through this door. This door is badly smashed and damaged, but currently holding. You have doors here that lead further into the complex. This door would lead out onto the other side of the dam. This one would lead into the mirror of this. I'll go first through the uh, door right in front of my character. The doors are look to be good quality, despite the obvious age of it. The moisture in the air hasn't affected the wood at all. They're very sturdy looking. They look like they have been used with some regularity. So you can easily open it if you wish. Yeah. I'm going to open the door and step in. You see a open hallway. Go straight ahead and then turns to your left. And step right on through through to that door straight across. I'm going to wait in that room. And you swing it open. On the other side of this wall it is a large room. There are three round windows on the far wall that look out over the drop-off from Skull Crossing. There are additional skull carvings that decorate the wall, ceiling, and even the floor. In the middle of the wall on your side are a pair of massive stone double doors, not wood construction like the rest of it. Their smooth surfaces have been smeared with graffiti ridden in dried blood. You recognize Giant. Dwarf shoulders past you, goes into the room. The graffiti reads out, Below dwells Wet Papa Grizzul. All hail Wet Papa Grizzul. You've never heard of anybody called Papa Grizzul or anything like that. I'm going to open up them doors. Yeah, let's go see Papa Grizzul. You go out there, embrace yourself, and give them a shove. They seem exceptionally heavy. Their hinges are fairly old and gritty as well. Not able to budge them. I'm going to use uh, Strength Surge. So bar- Barbarian braces himself, pallet, and pushes on the doors. Oh, you, you see his muscles uh, muscles bulge in his, in his outfit and everything. And with a creaking grind, the two, the two doors slowly start opening. Um, revealing a 10-foot wide stone staircase that leads down into the complex. Hey everybody, I found a staircase. Even you two sitting back there in the other room. Stairs lead down. It goes down maybe 20 feet to a landing, turns and doubles back on itself and disappears into the shadows. It is completely quiet from down there. There is a musty smell, like something sealed up for far too long. It feels a little cold to the touch. 
or to in the air, just like a chill, uh, chill, clammy. But other than that, there's no sounds from down below. Um, the rain at this point, you guys are far enough into the building, it's nothing but, well, outside these windows, other than that, it's just a, a dull roar behind you. Barbarian starts heading down the stairs. Anybody going with him or other, doing other things? I'll follow. Okay. You're going to go with him? Yeah, you see them disappeared into a room. You hear something loud grinding open, like, a, like some stone on stone, and then you see the light disappear out of the room. Uh, we have no light. Yeah, you guys are in the darkness other than what light comes in through the window here. You and the druid are left alone here, unless you want to run to catch up with them. I cast a spell on my flute. Okay. Light spell. You and have a blowing flute. And then I'm going to run and, and catch up with the group. You don't want to search? I, I figured you wanted to scavenge with me. That's... Oh, you want to scavenge out group? Let's go! <laughs> Let's do it. Where would you guys like to search? The walls of the room are thick with green ropey fungus that hangs down in several, across several windows, almost like curtains. There's several more large nests covering the floor. Looks like there's maybe another half dozen or so nests in this room. Let's go back with the group, because I'm not going in a green fungus room. I'm going to search around. I'm going with the group. So he runs off by himself into the deep dark place. And you head over here. There's several doors. There's a pair of heavy stone doors currently closed, covered with blood. No. Looks like writing. Where would you like to go? There's no sign of where the group went. You don't know where the group went. I'm going to go through the open doors. What doors? Big stone doors that, that look like they weigh a couple of tons? That are open. They're not open. But they, he opened them. He did open them. But and they closed them. The bad news is they closed behind us. Then I'm going back and then I'm going to stand in the door. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> over here. Okay, you go in and take a look. You search around and near the base of one of the walls, you find what looks like a brick that has been stuffed back into place. Like mortar has has broken out and everything, so but it's loose. You pull it out as you hear the halfling from the other room start to panic. <laughs> Inside, you find a, a little collection of stuff that the trolls apparently have, collect, have found and, and uh, hidden here. There is what looks like a, a broken piece of a carved emerald, a comb made of gold, that's bent in the middle. There's also a pair of lacy pink gloves that when you pull them out, they are surprisingly clean for having been stuffed in here. And you you smell a faint smell of lilacs. So Halfling reappears in the doorway saying, uh, we got a problem. So let's, let's keep on searching. Okay, you head into this back room here. Southern section of the wall, these two squares, has collapsed away. There's nothing but a large gap in the wall overlooking the river way down below. The room looks pretty treacherous. I mean, the room like leans out over the over the drop off and everything, and the wall and bottom uh, bottom of the room, the, the floor looks cracked. And the wall's obviously gone. You check over it real quick and determine it's still pretty safe in there. 
unless something else were to happen. The room otherwise is pretty much empty. You want to go to the room straight across? Let's go. Let's, let's get all of them. Before you guys open the door, you smell rot and vegetation beyond the door. Yeah, I don't feel like good on something. Yeah, let's just leave that door closed and move on to the next. Meanwhile, the rest of you heading downstairs, the passageway doubles back on itself a couple of times. As you guys descend, you would estimate you descend into the dam maybe 150 feet or so. After the first two switchbacks on the stairs, the sound from above is basically gone. All you hear is the sounds of yourselves going downstairs. The stairways lead down and eventually come to another pair of double doors. Wooden doors, good condition. Similar to, similar to the rest of the construction here. You can tell you are well into the bowels of the of the dam at this point. Relative to the lake, about 150 feet or so below the surface of the water. The door opens up, revealing a large damp room that has a large pool in the floor. The edges of which are caked with pale yellow slime and fungus. The surface of the pool has a similar film, basically just algae slime just sort of floating all over the top of it. Can I do a nature check? Um, there are carvings of skulls that decorate the walls. All the way across the room, in front of the doors, a pair of double doors, there is an impressive pile of... At first you think they might be like large stones, but then you realize there's hundreds of skulls. Um, all polished, smooth, piled there. Most of them appear to be humanoid. I guess I'll get closer. I'll step, I'll step in so he can step in beside me. Marisol, you see there's some bubbles in the water. It's an octopus. Harsh. I listened off. Okay. So you back away, a barbarian. I will step back, but I'm not closing the door. Kira. Oh, do you detect magic? So you can't okay. detect magic. Other than the magic the group has, there's nothing else within your view 60 feet away. Well, all of you back out. And you cast a spell, don't detect anything magical. And then rising out of the center of the pool, the you see a large troll, far bigger than the two that, or four that you fought before. He is a good 10 feet tall, lanky build. If anything, he looks more primitive or primeval than the other ones. Um, but he is armed with a gleaming trident uh, that's currently covered with the slime and filth and everything from the pond. Ezrin, what would you like to do? Okay, do the fireball. 19 points. Okay, he takes the full blast of 19 as the fireball blasts into his chest and fills the room with flame. Marisol. They put their feet down and you can't budge the door. Harsh. Now shoot him. You aim your crossbow, take a shot at the center of him, and he it bounces off his side. I close my side of the door. Paladin. Sure, I'll detect evil. Yes, he appears to be evil. Barbarian. Uh, I'm going to move in and over to this, looks like a doorway. This way? Just into the, just standing there. Three. I have control water. I was going to move. Okay, so you're going to cast Control Water. Immediately, the water in the pool disappears, and the troll sinks down into the pit at this point. You hear him roar a bit from below. You can't really see him at this point because he's down at least 15 feet. The troll gets to go. Yeah, he, he's a bit confused. He's not sure what to do at this point. Ezrin, your turn. How about a 30-foot uh, cone of acid down the pit? 
Okay, wizard steps forward. You look down, you can see the troll. Confused, this is where all his water went. There are two five-foot tunnels, one on either side, that are filled with water, but because of the spell are being held back at this point. Otherwise, he's in maybe a foot or two of water and remnants of slime and everything at the bottom. Looking, like I said, looking confused at this point. Dragon's breath, and it's a green dragon is a 30-foot cone of acid. 30. Ducks out of the way and makes his saving throw, but he is doused with the spray of acid as is most of the pool. Marisol. Harsk. Okay, this time your shot is true and sinks into his lower leg, growls at you. Paladin. While I'm running, can I pull out my Masterwork Longbow? Uh, well, you have a sword and shield out. So what are you going to do with those? You can throw them to the ground as you move, and then, yes, you can draw your sword for your bow. Yeah, I'll throw them to the ground as I move. Okay, so they're over by the stairs. You have your bow out. I'll shoot him. 22. Got him. Barbarian. I'm raging. Barbarian rages and dives into the pool. 23. So the barbarian ducks in the corner, turns into Superman, rages, races across the room, takes a flying leap with his gigantic two-headed sword, brings it down, cleaves straight into the guy's shoulder where it hits. He looks up at you. Confusion's gone out of his eyes at this point. Grabs the sword, rips it out, and you can see the wounds start to heal up again already. Kira, what would you move up there? Summon the power of your deity and holy smite. There is a blast of holy energy on the far side of the pool, which radiates out. He resists the spell, which means he only takes 11 points of damage and is not blinded. He swings his trident at the same time as he swings his other claw and bites at you. The trident hits a 23, 18 points of damage. Uh, the bite hits a 25 for 14 points. Ezrin. Uh, I could always do a magic missile. Right? He takes three points as the magic missile shoots down from above. Marisol. Harsk. Most likely. 19. Four points. And then I have one. It misses. Craig. It's 14. That's a miss. 16. Paladin calls upon his deity. Fires a pair of arrows, which, similar to the dwarf shot, ricochet off the troll. He doesn't seem to pay any attention to them. I have these um, alchemist fire. Move me up on the side again. Well, you throw an alchemist fire. It smashes into the ground next to him. One. You throw it. It smashes against his knee. Breaks open, burning his leg for just a little bit of damage before the water puts it out quickly. A barbarian. All right. <coughs> two attacks. Twenty-seven. That up to hit. Yeah. 17, 23, 23 hits, 17 again. Priest, the barbarian rips the sword out of the troll's hands, turns and spins, slashing him deeply across the chest a couple more times. As arrows are raining down from above, flasks of oil are bursting against his leg. The troll is starting to stagger a bit. Roll a second time to see if you critical. See, all you need to do is just wait a couple of rounds until the priest comes in and just boom! You did touch him and you did critical, so instead of 4d8, you get 8d8. The priest steps forward, utters a brief prayer, and then throws a spear of pure holy energy straight into the chest of the troll. You hurl your spear, it impales him straight through the chest, and after a brief moment, What's left of his body just goes boom and splatters troll guts all over the pool and barbarian. Got the trident, shake it off a bit. 
Craig wants to detect magic on the trident. It is magical. It is a plus one vicious adamantine trident. I'll go over there and start clearing those. Okay, you start clearing those. I, I Wizard goes over there while the rogue says, you guys are all fools. The three of you have cleared the do- way to the doors. I'll go look in the one I hid by. This room is filled with a large pool of water, similarly coated with slime and algae. Other, other than that, the room is empty. Now, now we know what's in there. We'll go to the other one. Okay, go back and get my sword and shield. You head over there, swing that door open. There is a pool of water against the wall with a set of steps leading down into it. Is there Opposite the steps is a large alcove in which there is a fantastically detailed scale model of what looks like Skulls Crossing. Uh, is there anything other than you know, any papers or anything like that on the well, near it? The alcove right, so is here. Oh, okay. I'll walk yeah. over the alcove. Okay, you head over yeah. to the alcove. There is what looks like on the model water. I mean, it's filled with water at the r- same rough scale as the water outside. And you can see inside the water, there's like a blinking red glow. Marisol, give me a perception check with a minus four. You hear something loud from that side room where the barbarian and dwarf went into. The only door that's currently open is this one. Can I walk up to the other one and open it? You swing it open. Right in front of you, you see what looks like a gigantic scorpion. It is crafted out of stone and covered with skulls. It looks pretty much identical to the architecture that's been in this whole area. It is currently pulling itself off the wall. You can hear a, a whirring sound coming from it as it pulls itself out and reacts to the group. Get the stone uh, with, in a, with a loud chittering sound. Hearts. The far wall of the room starts moving, and this gigantic 10-foot large scorpion peels itself off the wall, rolls onto the ground, and then the door right beside it opens up and you see the road. There's something inside the water that's blinking red. Could I grab it? You can reach around in it, yeah. He moves up there and starts sticking his hand in the bottle, splashing water on it. Not yet, but it could be key. The creature reacts next and goes for the nearest target. You swing the door open, and as it does, it immediately switches towards you, reaches out with its claws, and grabs at you. So you swing the door open, saying, what's going on in here? When you see this giant scorpion, the biggest scorpion that's made out of stone and covered in skulls you've ever seen, immediately turns on you and relatively easily just goes snip snip grabs you in its two claws as it squeezes and then swings its tensor or its tail at it and hits you you suffer three points of dex damage as you feel your legs go wobbly you get disoriented and so forth as the poison takes effect what you see is the scorpion grabs you in its two pincers the tail flashes forward and stabs you and as you start to go weak in the knee the the needle on the tail flips back and you see a what looks like a saw blade emerge from it. Paladin, priest, you move up to the road. Amiri. Well I am going to use the trident. I'm going to move up to the creature. It turns and makes a strike at you with its stinger for ten points of damage and I need a fortitude save versus poison. You suffer one point of dex loss. You swing the trident, and it deflects it with one of the bony arms. Ezrin, you recognize it as a construct, 
effectively a robot called a Skull Ripper. It is created by typically evil wizards and programmed to guard tombs or crypts or ancient places. They're programmed to decapitate their foes and add the skulls to their body to increase their armor. Now, one thing you do know about the, this creature, its hide is adamantine. It is immune to anything that affects the mind. It's also resistant to anything, any cold damage, and it's resistant to any spells that have that allow spell resistance. You move up there, yelling at everybody, get out of the way! Okay. Rogue! Well, I'm just going to try and escape, because I know okay. that I'll do much damage. You struggle valiantly against the thing and are not able to break free. Parse, feel around in there. Um, there's something that's blinking, but nothing you can feel to pull out. Do a five feet step and at least shoot one and 24. There is 24 is a hit. Check, check you shoot model. it, finding a chink in the bony armor, and the arrow sinks in doing damage. Unfortunately, um, it is not able to penetrate the hide. I, it's damage reduction reduced your damage enough. I guess I'll shoot again. 27. That time you fire, finding a opening gap under its belly. The arrow sinks in, although it does reduce some of the damage, five points worth. The arrow, you, you see some of the wires or whatever get snapped inside it. It does take damage. <laughs> the skull ripper goes ahead and grapples the rogue again. So it, it successfully manages to continue holding on to you. And it pins you, is ready to attempt to behead you the following round. Paladin! As I'm running, can I um, put down my sword and draw my adamantine sword? Kira! Yeah. I'll channel energy on A barbarian! Okay, I'm going to two-handed it. 34. Yeah, you got it. That's 23 to it. And to it, and I took two points of damage. So my second attack, 25. Is it? 26. You stab it twice, thinking you're trying it into it. You can hear gears and wires popping inside. It's smoking a little bit, but does not seem to be stopped yet. Ezrin. Can I move where I can do like an acid arrow? I do a pearl of power. Uh, 18. 18. No problem. It's a nice big creature. It doesn't move around all that much. Seven. Marisol, you are pinned. Do you have anything you can do while you're pinned? Uh, Harsk. I guess I'll just shoot it. 17. That's a miss. It goes. You are grappled at this point, or pinned at this point, so it attempts to behead you. 27 points of damage. A paladin. Um, 10 points. Barbarian. Same dealio. 23 is a hit only because it's grappling her. 20 points? 20 points. You roll a 1. You have strained yourself and take d4 points of dex damage. So you take 2 points of dex damage. Ezrin. Fire another arrow. Uh, 21. 21 is another hit, so now you're rolling 4d4. Two for the first one, two for this one. Nine. Marisol, you, I don't think you have any options at this point, so you're still dead. So, Harsk. That's not going to hit. No. You can that one might. 24. That's it. Nine. Okay, it takes four. It is still going. Skull Ripper rips away. 29. The thing continues to focus on the rogue. And with a grinding and tearing sound, the rogue's head comes apart from her body. In a smooth move, it promptly cleans, polishes, and skins the skull and then sticks it onto its back, drops the body. Everybody here, give me a will save. 
The rogue is <gasps> dead. She's not gone. You see the rogue get get ripped in half. You are frightened for your next action. Paladin. I will move over here and attack it with my adamantium sword. He swings his claw around at you. He oh, yeah. hits a 34. That hits? That hits. Okay, you are in the first square right next to him, right here. As he, he drops the rogue. As its one claw is like polishing the skull and sticking on its back, it turns and grabs the next target. You moving right next to it, grapples you. Uh, you take 10 points of damage and are grappled in that location. Did he just roll a one? I think he did. You take a d6 points of damage as you cut yourself with the sword. 24. 24 is a hit. 7. 7 points. Full damage as you cut into it. Sparks and wires and everything are popping left and right. It's seems badly damaged at this point, but not stuck. Kira! So you move into the room. Unfortunately, it does have combat reflexes, and it reacts to your movement by grabbing you with its other claw. It hits a 24. It does 10 points of damage and grapples you as well. So Craig, you feel a surge of magical strength with the Barbarian. 18 squares is gonna put you like over here. As you do so, it takes a strike at you, Pinchers are used, so it's, it's going to sting at you. You run, it hits a 23. Yeah, got me. Nine points of damage and are freshly poisoned. You pass, the poison doesn't affect you. Ezred, okay, you step over there, fire your last arrow. Uh, 11. So you 11. shoot, it, it misses them this time. Okay. Um, you do get the 4d4 points of damage from the previous acid. You fire your shot, it splatters against the back wall, spraying acid inconsequentially all around. The prior acid, however, sheets itself further and further into the machinery, and with a final pop and whir, the creature seizes and then collapses to the ground. With effort, the two of you are able to pull yourself out without taking further damage. You've been listening to the Halfling 13 Gaming Podcast. For more information, please visit us on the internet at halfling13.com. If you enjoyed this content, please like and subscribe.